are listening to the podcast of the White Church at the Elk River YMCA in Minnesota. Our mission is to seek Jesus, connect together, and share His love. Good evening. The first reading comes from John, chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made. Without him nothing was made that has been made. In him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify concerning that light, so that through him all might believe. He himself was not the light. He came only as a witness to the light. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. He was in the world, and though the world was made through him, the world did not recognize him. He came to that which was his own, but his own did not receive him. Yet to all who did receive him, to those who believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. Children born not of natural descent, nor of human decision, or a husband's will, but born of God. The Word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son, who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. And the second reading is from Isaiah, chapter 9, verse 2. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light, and those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Well, it has been quite the year, hasn't it? I don't know how you're feeling here as we arrive on Christmas Eve, but a couple images come to mind, you know, maybe like a plane that is coming in for a rough landing and we have just made the runway and all the passengers let out a huge sigh of relief as those wheels touch down. Or maybe it's like in baseball when you're sliding into base. We're sliding into Christmas Eve. We've been racing around the bases and we're just totally exhausted by this year. This summer, I was playing softball on our men's team and I hit a triple I thought was a triple. And so I'm coming around um, second base and I tripped on second. I mean, I was running as fast as I could. So I am then flown into the dirt full force, sprawled out. And yet the ball is still in play, so i got to get back on my feet, try to get to third base. I slid in, and I made it just in time, just beating the throw. But I tell you, it did not look pretty out there. It was a comedy of errors, and I was completely out of breath, and both of my knees were skinned up by the time I was done. So here we are, Christmas Eve 2020, and maybe you feel like you just slid in. You just crash-landed, but one way or another, we got here. Or I might say more precisely, God got us here to this Christmas Eve. And so we gather here today at the close of the day with candlelight around us, ready to celebrate our Savior. Even if our homes are quieter and our celebrations 
are more subdued this year. Our hearts nevertheless rejoice because the Lord has been faithful and the truth of his word shines as bright as ever. What a blessing it was to have Nicole Trujillo share our scripture reading with us tonight. There was a night a few years ago where I got a call that Nicole had been in a serious car accident driving out on a country highway. A car had run a stop sign and had hit Nicole's car full force. I will never forget that night stepping into the hospital room at HCMC with Mauricio and the boys were there, not knowing what even the next hour would bring. Nicole's life is a testament of God's grace and mercy. It was a long, long journey since that night, but last year she was able to return to the classroom as a full-time teacher. One of the things that Nicole has had to regain was clear vision. And so just to see her there, Nicole, to see you in the Christmas light of your living room reading scripture for us was just an immensely moving moment. And I want to thank you for reading, Nicole, and want to say thanks be to God. So for our candlelight service here tonight, I was drawn to these couple of passages that Nicole read for us that describe Christmas as the coming of light into a very dark world. Let's go to Isaiah chapter 9 just for a moment and consider, we really just read one of those verses in a beautiful portion of scripture. Now this was hundreds of years before the birth of Christ. And Isaiah describes his time as people walking in darkness. He says, we're living in a land of deep darkness. And that was surely no exaggeration from Isaiah. He was living through the Assyrian invasion of Israel and the great devastation that that brought across his land. Isaiah was right in the middle of that crisis when he writes these words. Verse 1 precedes our reading that we had. And Isaiah says, Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. I wonder what word you would pick to describe 2020. Isaiah, in his time, he chose the word gloom. And gloom is an interesting one. It's not one that I use a lot. I looked it up to see what it means. And here's what the dictionary says. Gloom is a state of depression or despondency. And then listen to this, another definition. It is partial or total darkness. Have you felt any of those things at certain points this year as the waves of this pandemic have just kept crashing upon us? Isaiah says, nevertheless, there will be no more gloom. And then he goes on into verse two, which we read, and he says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. Did you get to see the great conjunction this week in the night sky? You know, we didn't get to see it on the big night on the 21st because the clouds were just completely covering the stars. I thought that was very 2020-ish that night. But it was the next night, the 22nd, that we got a great look of it. Maybe you got to look up into the southwestern sky after the sunset and see it. There they were, still so close together, and just a beautiful, bright light in the sky. It's Jupiter that was next to Saturn. That's what creates this. But it's also called 
the Christmas star. And the reason it has that nickname is because this is one of the leading theories behind the star or couple of planets that the wise men saw in the sky. In fact, in the ancient world, Jupiter is equated with kingship and Saturn is associated with Israel. And so wouldn't it be just like God to bring these two planets together at just the right time to summon those Babylonian wise men? Isaiah says, The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. And the verbs in those lines are what's called the prophetic perfect tense. What that means is, Isaiah is describing an event that is yet in the future, but he's describing it as if it's already happened. That's the prophetic perfect. So even though the Assyrians are marching in and destroying everything in sight, Isaiah is looking to the future with the certainty of a completed action. That's how trustworthy God is, Isaiah is saying. That is how true his promises are. And then we turn to John chapter 1, and we see it happen. John, in that other reading that we had, he has his own way of describing the Christmas story that's different from Matthew and Luke. When John says the word, he's talking about Jesus. And when he says the light, what he's talking about is the light that the word will bring. John says, in him was life, and that life was the light of all mankind. Earlier this year, I was standing beside a woman as she was removed from life support. And so we had time to say goodbye and to read scripture, to pray over her with her family who was there. But I want to tell you that the light that I saw filling her eyes as she passed away was from another place. It was almost in those minutes as if the room was just fading away and she was looking up at the Savior that she had come to love and trust over the many years of her illness. John says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Haven't we experienced that this year? Probably the darkest hardest year in general that many of us have ever seen. And for some of you, the challenges of this year were only multiplied by other hardships and tragedy and loss. It's been, in many ways, a year of darkness. But we're reminded it's not a new darkness. It may ebb and flow over time in its severity, but it's the same darkness that Isaiah described that existed at his time. It's the same darkness that existed when Caesar Augustus issued that decree and the same darkness that fell upon the earth when we walked away from our relationship with God in the very beginning. Ever since sin entered into our hearts and into our earthly home, we have in fact been groping about in darkness in a land that is covered by the shadow of death. And the story of the Old Testament is basically God saying, I'm going to send a light to rescue my children. I'm going to send a light. That is what Isaiah could see on the horizon. A light that we cannot come up with on our own. A light that we can't produce. A light that we can't create or that we could ever deserve. 
We are stuck in darkness until God sends his light at Christmas. I wonder if you saw this story on the news last night, if you watched the news, or maybe you saw it in your social media feed. You know, if you live in Minnesota or Wisconsin, this area, we got walloped by a blizzard yesterday. And so there was this story last night on the news about something that happened in Coon Rapids, a city not far from us. The police arrived on the scene where a car was submerged in a pond, had flown off the road into water, and all you could see was the very top of the car, the roof line, and the taillights glowing under the water. And these squads arrived, these police officers scramble out of their vehicles, without hesitation, they drop their duty belts, and they go into the ice and water to save whoever is trapped in that car. Absolute heroism that we got to see in the footage. So in the car then, they find a woman behind the wheel, and she is unresponsive. One of the officers then holds her head above the water while the other officers work to free her from the vehicle. And they, in fact, did save her life. Later at the hospital, they then also confirmed that she had been driving under the influence. And that's how she ended up in the pond. I saw that story last night and I thought, that's me. That's us. Under the water, in the dark, helpless to save ourselves from ourselves. And then in the dark, in the cold, Jesus comes to save us. He arrives on the scene in flesh and blood. He strips himself of his glory and he comes in after us. Only in that story, he gives his very life to save us. Christmas is the dawning of the light in a dark, dark world. John says the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. Literally, it says he pitched his tent and made his home in our dark world. The Jesus Storybook Bible put it so well when it said, A light to light up the whole world, chasing away darkness, helping people to see. And the darker the night got, the brighter the star would shine. As dark as 2020 has been, I know that there are some among us who would say we have never seen Jesus shine as brightly as he has this year. One of those who would say something like that also gave me permission to share something that she wrote this week. Many of us have been praying for our friend and brother Ryan, who is battling cancer. Ryan's a husband, a father, and Ryan started off 2020 like the rest of us. Then came the cancer diagnosis. Then came extensive chemo and radiation and a surgery that is yet to come. And yet his wife Katie wrote the following words just a couple of days ago, and I wanted to share them with you. She said, I wrote to the Lord the other day when I was feeling especially distracted, sad, and weary. It's been really hard to see Ryan's physical suffering every day. I also grieve the security and predictability that I once felt. But in these hard and faith-refining times, God is always so good to meet me on the steps of my soul. He has been showing me where I had been misplacing security and how I can trust him with every little step forward. 
Even though it feels dark, even though my steps are shaky, even though I don't know what turns are ahead, He is our light. And as long as I keep my ears tuned to His voice and stay in His word, I will see His light flickering for us and guiding us. I don't know what you're walking through this Christmas Eve or what you might be feeling tonight, but I do know that there is a God who came looking for you. He sent his son to be born a man and to give his life for your sins. The son of God who said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. And so here we are, Christmas Eve 2020. But may our hearts rejoice, for he is faithful, and the truth of his word shines as bright as ever. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Y Church Podcast. For more information about the Y Church, check us out online at thewychurch.org.